guys we are back with day 13 of cookie lion uncaping and unmasking and hiding cookie lion yay this um, has been such a good series it has been like i'm really really enjoying this and i am thoroughly enjoying miss lion honey that's my best friend in my head (laughs) i am enjoying her so yeah and you always need a friend like her yeah you you do honey somebody that you know She'll go no to matter what, you, honey. She really will. She'll take no She'll shorts. And break. that's what you need. That's what you need. You know what life. I was thinking before we get started? You know what I was thinking when we were recording these episodes uh, during the Cookie Lion series? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, if only Cookie had had an Olivia Pope to become be her fixer. Girl, what? What? <laughs> Yes, they would have been ruling the world, girl. <laughs> what you say? Yes, ma'am. Now that's what they need to do. A spin off. Like, she wouldn't have done seventeen years. She would not have. Lucius, baby, Lucius would have did his own seventeen years. <laughs> okay, I feel like yes, that's indeed. what likely would have happened. Yes, Lucius would have been his own seventeen years, and Anika would have been nowhere around, honey. No, ma'am. <laughs> okay. No, ma'am. All right, y'all. No, ma'am. We are having way too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, day 13, we are going to be talking about some examples of people, pro- not pe- yeah, is it people proving? People proving, proving in our lives. What are some things that Natty and I have done in our lives that come off as people proving? And have we ever been the ride or die shit? <laughs> Uh, Natty, yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah, been yeah, somebody's yeah. ride or die? <laughs> For a hot minute, I kind of was. Now, Girl. in my defense, I was young. I was uh-huh. very young. I was like Cookie's age. I was like 18. So, and it took like a final, final straw that broke like the last camel's back for me to finally be done. So I would say I'm not proud of it. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I was a dumb kid. I was just a dumb kid. So I don't even think it's so making... much that you were dumb. I think you knew what you knew and you didn't know what you didn't know. I just knew what I knew. Yeah. And we also, you know, Shirley and I were cutting up right before we started recording. And I mentioned us being Gen Xers and Gen X is the generation that, that started hip hop. And mm-hmm. one of the iterations of, of hip hop as it evolved is this whole notion of being the ride or die chick. Like no matter what happens, you're going to stick with me. Right. And we, as I know, you know, teenagers that I knew, it was like, yeah, I'm that chick. I'm that chick that's going to be, that's always going to be there or whatever, whatever. It was seen, you were seen as the cool one. You were seen as, you know, in some circles, it's, it's like, oh, that's, that's the, that's, you're the main chick. Like you already know he's got other chicks, but you're the main one. Like that's just so twisted. But like, you're seen as like the cool one. You're seen as the, as the strong one. Oh, look, there we are again, the strong one. So it's a lot of stuff that was presented to us as an ideal. And that ideal was always harmful to us. It wasn't, I'm not saying it wasn't harmful to men either, or to men too, it, it also was harmful to them, but it was especially harmful to us as women, as Black women, mm-hmm. because it really was the, yeah, you're just going to take whatever you get from this dude, and you're going to stick around and be who 
he needs you to be for him. And then maybe if you're lucky, a couple of decades down the down the road, I don't know, he buys you, you know, a super giant diamond ring. I don't know. I mean, it's and it's just like, yo, that ain't even worth it. Like, right? Exactly. No, like, no penis is worth that much. I, I Ooh, guarantee you, didn't. none. Like zero. No, well, just didn't. be glad I said penis and not the other one. <laughs> I'm trying to be kind of clean and clinical about this. But yeah, so yeah, we knew what we knew. This is speaking to your point of saying like we knew what we knew. That's what we knew at the time because that's the image that we were being presented. And we wanted to be seen as that image, especially to other Black men so that they would want to date us. It's really kind of sad. Yeah. It's really kind of sad. Maybe it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's you very know, sad. Wow. When you were talking about the ride or die, the image came to my mind uh, from the five a heartbeat where it, who was it that um they were in this in this little restaurant thing or whatever and, and the guy came out and he says, Every night I gotta fight to prove my love. <laughs> so, <Look>. Every <laughs> night I gotta fight to prove And so that's it. what we're doing. Like, like yeah. That's what mm-hmm. we're doing when we're being the ride or die in somebody's life. We're fighting to prove our love. We're fighting to prove that you can trust me. You can depend on me. You, I'm worthy of your love. Like all of those things. Like that's what a ride or die is. She's constantly proving that I love you, man. Like for real. Right. Okay, listen. And meanwhile, I'm, what are they doing to prove that they're riding or nothing. dying for us? Nothing. Because they're not riding or dying. Because they are not riding or dying for us talked about that i think in the first or second episode of Pretty Lion. yeah we're we not riding or dying mm-hmm. for us and how unhealthy <laughs> how exhausting is it to be riding and dying for someone and constantly having to prove your love to someone that yeah. it is mentally and emotionally exhausting and we have to do a better job of taking care of our mental and emotional health. Yeah, because that's a lot of unpaid labor. Girl, what? What? So if you are in a position a where you labor. are making all these sacrifices to prove your love to somebody, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to say this one because we, we're quick to put the ride or die on romantic relationships. But what about your parents? Are you riding oh, wow. or dying for your parents? Are you constantly trying to prove your love to your parent Mm. like for real because there's the mother wound the father wound those are real life things and if you find yourself in a position where you are trying to prove your love and your worth to your parents you have a mother wound you have a father wound that needs that needs attention because a lot of times we feel like oh that's my mom that's just who she is that's just what Mm -hmm. she no that's unacceptable Right. You don't have to settle for toxicity in your life because it's your mom or it's your dad. Okay. You do that not. Right there. You do not have okay. to settle for that. You deserve more, even if it's your parents. A lot of people don't know this, Shirley. They really don't. They don't. We think, we think, like, for for example, like Natty said, we're, we're from Gen X. Our parents are from whatever generation is before Gen X. And they are so quick to say, well, that's still your dad. That's, that's still, still your, your mama. Mom. That's still your daddy. That's still your aunt. That's still your grandma. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If grandma toxic, she toxic. And I don't want to be around her. Yeah. Period. 
You don't have to That's settle right. just because it's mom, dad, grandma, sister, brother. You don't have to settle for toxicity. You don't have to settle for that. You don't have to ride or die for people if they're not riding and dying for you. Absolutely. And isn't it funny that the onus is always put on you to somehow not be callous or cruel? It's seen as callous and cruel when you cut the toxicity out of your life. It is never seen as toxic or or it's never seen as callous and cruel, the treatment that you endured. It's always your response, your very right response to the treatment by setting boundaries, healthy boundaries. That's seen as callous and cruel. Because that's really what me- people mean, I think, when they say, that's to your mama, though, that's, that's to your daddy. Exactly. They yeah. mean you're being, you're being too harsh. You're being too hard on them. And so you're being a little callous and cruel. It's like, actually, no, I'm, I'm being anything but callous and cruel. Because the actions that I'm taking now are actions of love. Right. And deep down, I actually do love my parents. And because I do, I am going to put a healthy distance between us because they don't know how to treat me. And if I continue to stay, I might get callous and cruel. I'm actually not going to do to them what they've done to me because I actually do care about them. I recognize that they haven't cared enough about me the way they should. I also understand that they are a product of their own personal histories and people make the statements that they did the best they could with the knowledge that they had at the time and the resources that they had at the time. And I understand that that's true, but that does not mean that I have to stay and endure their callous and cruel treatment of me simply because they refuse to learn to do better. Absolutely. And the bottom line is when it comes to our parents, we have to get to this space where we learn to love them from a very realistic place. Mm-hmm. And that realistic, very realistic place, place may be accepting the fact that you're never going to have the parent that you wish you had. Right. So you may have right. to bury the idea of the parent mm-hmm. that you wish you have and accept the parent that you are, that you do have. But in yeah, accepting that, that in accepting the parents that they are, You don't have to accept the toxic behavior. You don't have to accept that. You love them from a very realistic place. And if you have to distance yourself from them, distance yourself. I can remember as a child. And loving them from a... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Annette. Oh, I was just going to say loving them from a realistic place. That just simply means that you still have the capacity for compassion for them because they're they're just regular human beings just like you are. There's nothing more to it than that, really. It's just that. And Shirley is right. There, that's that's the parent that you've got. And you it's time to respond accordingly. You know? But what were you gonna say about something that you I remember like, as a child? Yeah, as a child, I can remember like my parents separated when I was fairly young. And I can remember as, you know, growing up in my teenage years and not wanting to spend a whole lot of time with my dad because he chose somebody, chose another family over our family. And so bitterness mm-hmm. and, and anger had, had set in. And I can remember a number of times my mom would be like, well, he's still your dad. Even as an adult this year, as a matter of fact, when Father's Day was coming around, my mom was like, are you, are you going to call your dad? And I was like, probably not, because I had just gotten into the habit of doing it because that's what you do. But now, you know, if right. I don't want to, I don't want to. And so when she asked me, I was like, yeah, probably not. And so 
she didn't really like that because air quotes, he's still your dad. And so we got into this thing and we talked about all the things that had transpired in mine and my dad's relationship. And so she was still like, he's still your dad. And so for me, I was like, I'm still hurting. Right. Because those wounds have not completely healed. So I'm still hurting. I'm doing my work, but I'm still hurting. And so a lot of times people will think that because a thing happened when you were eight or nine years old or or any time in childhood that now that you're my age and I'm over 50, that you should be over that thing by now. And he's still your dad, but he's still my dad, but he also still hurt me. And I'm also still dealing That's with That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, st- I'm also still dealing with the hurt that he calls me. And just because I'm at, I'm over the age of 50, I'm not over that. So even though he's still my dad, I have a right to not be in his presence. I have a right to not want to talk to him. That's my right. I don't have to talk mm-hmm. to him if I don't want to. If talking That's to him triggers, right. triggers something in me, I have a right not to talk to him. And I shouldn't be beat up about That's that. That's it. So I'm saying no. that to you, it doesn't matter who it is. If it's a, even if it's a parent, if being in their presence triggers you, you don't have to be there because you got nothing to prove to them. You don't have to prove your love that to them. That includes them. You don't, you don't have, have to, to prove, prove your, your love, love to, them. to them either. You don't. That's absolutely right. Yes, they're still your parents. That means there's still that person that did that thing to you that caused these deep wounds that you're still dealing with today. There's still that person. Yep. Yeah, there's still that person. And so until they can even acknowledge that, you're going to do your own healing work on your own without them. And they may never come around. And yes, that's also painful. You may never get an acknowledgement from them. You may never get the apology that you deserve from them. And you know what? That also, yes, as much as it hurts, that's not on you. That's on it's them. Not on you. That actually isn't your problem. That's it's not them your problem. problem. Not you problem. Absolutely. And healing doesn't require my daddy never. It doesn't require any reconciliation. Exactly. I it does love not. my father. I love my father, and I miss my father, and I wish he hadn't died when he did. But the fact of the matter is, there were things that my father did that hurt me deeply, and he never apologized. He never apologized. Now he apologized to my mom and that's really good because I'm glad that he did that because he hurt her far more than he hurt me. I I only knew him for 11 years. So I'm glad that he did that. But it's, I've had to deal with the emotional and mental fallout all this time, not just from losing him prematurely, but also from the different ways that he hurt me the ways that he was abusive, the ways that I recognized myself as a child trying to prove to him that I was worthy, to prove to him that I was anything that he was expecting me to be. And I continued to try and prove that to him even after he was gone. Mm. Not only to him, but in, in, a, in a lesser way to my mom and to literally everybody else, mm-hmm. family, so-called friends, school environments, literally everyone. I spent all of my childhood, teenage years and young adulthood trying to prove the worth of my existence to mm. everybody. 
You don't have to prove you can't do it. You just can't do it. You You don't have to prove anything to anyone, especially if your desire to prove is based on some very harmful treatment that you got from someone who was supposed to love you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that. So we did kind of talk about like our examples of like the way that we've been like the people prover and the ride or die and not just for in romantic situations, but definitely I'm glad you brought that piece up about the parents because Mm -hmm. woo, this girl, that's to your mama, that's to your daddy, that's that's to your your hold on everybody. Especially in the black community, especially in the black community. Damn, yeah. like, woo, we got to put that thing to rest. That's a sacred cow yeah. now that we're going to have to sacrifice because Absolutely. no, not at the expense of your own well-being. Being. It Absolutely doesn't matter not. that that's still your parent. All that means is that's still the dude that sired you or that's still the woman that gave birth to you. And mm-hmm. yes, there is some worth in that. Mm-hmm. But if they have any kind of unhealed trauma. And I guarantee you, if they're older than Generation X, they definitely do. That means that they perpetuated some of that trauma on you. And if they make excuses for it and say, well, I did the best I could, they didn't really do the best they could because Mm -hmm. the best that they could have done would have been to heal their own stuff and to try and show as much love to their child as possible. Now, some parents, like I said, they really just don't know any better. Right. That doesn't mean that they're incapable of finding out. I didn't know any better at all either, but somehow I managed to find some shit out. And now here I am. And here I am. That's also our own individual responsibilities to do that. Adorning yourself with the proverbial mask and cape didn't miraculously happen the moment you became an adult. More likely than not, there's a history of trauma dating back to childhood that left you feeling rejected, abandoned, betrayed, and angry. Those emotions don't automatically resolve themselves. As a little black girl, the thing you needed the most was to be seen, heard, nurtured, protected, and loved without condition. When those needs aren't met, you don't get the skills needed to do life as the real you from an emotionally healthy place. If you find yourself in this episode and are ready to start your journey to healing, please consider joining us in the Sister Circle of Healing, a 12-week virtual experience for Black women to gather in a safe and sacred space for healing, connection, and transformation. Join us now at shadesofstrong.com forward slash SOS circle. So stop it with that, oh, I can't be... I can't, I can't do this. I can't leave. I can't, I can't um, establish healthy boundaries because, oh, that's still my mom. That's still my dad. I still have to call them when it's Mother's Day, this, you know, super commercial holiday. I still have to go to their house every holiday because they're expecting it. Right. Dude, when's the last time they called you on your birthday? When's the last time, if you're a mom... When's the last time they called you and wished you a happy Mother's Day? When's the last time they didn't expect you to show up at a holiday, but maybe came to see you or maybe just gave you the space to do what you wanted to do? Never? Okay, then you need to stop doing this stuff. Exactly. Because your healing, like Natty said, is your is your responsibility. That is your responsibility. Yep. And if you have children, heal so you don't 
pass your trauma down to them because your legacy matters. Do you want to leave a legacy of trauma? Heal so you don't pass it down to them. Heal so so that you don't subject your partner to your trauma. And I would add this too. As you're healing, this is something that I've been doing to so much so on and off to the point where it's like, I think my kids secretly laugh at me. As you start to heal, you want to start to acknowledge the ways in which you've done things that you wouldn't do now because you're in a healed space. And you need to apologize to your children. They need you to model that for them. And they need to know that you care enough about their feelings and their well-being to acknowledge that you've made mistakes and that you regret them and that you are truly sorry. I've done that. And I will continue to do that with my kids. And I do. With my older son, sometimes he's like, yeah, that actually doesn't bother me as much as you thought it did. It seems like... (laughs) This is really bothering me. It's you, bothering you like, more than it's bothering it, but me. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I well, still let me still let me still make it right. <laughs> <laughs> let me still make it right. Let me still let me still just acknowledge. Yes. Let me still, still just not pretend that I, you know, that oh, this isn't a thing. And maybe it wasn't a thing for you, or maybe it's something you don't remember or something like that. But I do, and I'm going to acknowledge it. Because that's the kind of person I want to be, not just the kind of parent that I want to be. That's the kind of person that I want to be, because that also is my responsibility. And I think if you will model that for your kids by being that to your kids, that's going to really help them in their own healing as they go forward. Because they're going to remember, wow, yeah, my mom yelled at me that one time when I was a kid. But you know what? Like one day randomly, I was a teenager and she was like, you know, I used to yell a lot. And I had X, Y, and Z problems and I took it out on you and that wasn't fair. And I'm really sorry. And I love you. And I hope that one day you can find it in your heart to forgive me for your own peace. And wow. Yeah. I just didn't think she even, you know, that's going to help them to also do that when they need to do it. Not just to their own kids, but to anybody, you know, because a lot of us, like I said, a lot of us have so many issues and I'm not even just talking about black people. We know that this is definitely a problem with whiteness, but there are a lot of people walking around in super uber denial of Mm -hmm. literally everything and they won't acknowledge anything and they won't take responsibility for anything. It is sociopathic behavior and we are living in a sociopathic society. And so we've got to be the only way that we can have like a semblance of of feeling like, okay, no, no, I really am just like a normal person here (laughs) is if we start to do more of these things for ourselves and we take responsibility so that we can model that for, for our loved ones around us. And then they in turn can take responsibility because there are a lot of people out here that are not, they're doing no such thing, no such thing, like peak entitlement. And it's really, really troubling really troubling. So we don't need to be those entitled people. Um, and our own parents have been those entitled people, you know, cause you know, I'm, you know, I'm telling you the truth when I say your parents haven't apologized to you for shit. They haven't, you know, they haven't. Say what now? And they need to. Say what now? Okay. Yeah, say I'm now? Just 
that's a whole other episode, girl. That is a whole. Right? Other we still talk episode. about cookie, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, we still talk about cookie. <laughs> but girl, that's a girl. That's a whole other episode because I could have a whole conversation about that, like, and be talking for days. But anywho, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that's and day thirteen that y'all. in the future. <laughs> yeah, we may do that in the future because it's definitely a conversation worth having. Because a lot of times parents think they don't they don't have to apologize to their kids, but like I said, that's a whole other conversation. But um, right. yeah, so that's right. day thir- that's day thirteen. We gave you some 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 examples in our life of examples, yeah, what people proving and being the ride or die in our lives look like, and what triggers triggers people proving in us. So yeah. Day 13. And as you can see from the length of this episode, we have a lot of experience with this. <laughs> we'll make the next one a little short. <laughs> right. But Something yeah, that we so. have no experience with. It's like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, look, I think we gave y'all a lot to think about already. <laughs> so Yeah, we have. I think we get, we've given you guys a lot to think about in this episode. Number one. What triggers your people proving? Um, number two, even if you, even if your parent is the thing that triggers your people, your people proving it's okay to love them from a distance. Um, number three, heal so so you don't pass your trauma, your unhealed trauma down to those you love. And so, yeah, reflect on those things, see where you are lacking in those areas, and then think about some ways again that you can move from that space into a more healed and balanced space because that's what we want for you. We want you healed. Yeah. All right. So want. once again, yes. Sister Circle, the link for the Sister Circle will be in the show notes of this episode, just as the link for the Facebook community will be in this episode. And we will see you back here tomorrow with day 14. Mm-hmm.